Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, the words of the Apostle Paul to the Church of Philippi in Philippians chapter 3, verse 11. Sadly, much to the detriment of believers today, has modern Christianity focused far too much for far too long on the here and the now, when biblical Christianity focused more on the there and then. My friend, it's time to get back to the basics, the foundations of the gospel of Jesus. So many have moved in a selfish Christianity because that they are seeking to build their own kingdom. Some comfort for me, some more notoriety, more popularity, more things. Give me my best life now because I'm focused on what I can see. This, my friend, is a religion built on unbelief. In the teachings of Jesus, masquerading as Christianity, but in actuality it is anti-Christ. For it opposes all that Christ was, taught, and came to demonstrate for us that we might obtain a religion built on faith in what is to come. He died and was resurrected so that hearing his testimony we might believe also. And stop living for the moment. You see, this is the power of understanding the resurrection. That when you truly believe for what is to come, you will start making decisions more selflessly. You will start planning generationally. You will start laying the foundations for bigger things than you could ever hope to see accomplished in your lifetime. And though you know that you will get no glory for it... You know the Lord will, and your part in it will be told in eternity, and my friend, that is more than enough for me. You might remain nameless to the masses now, but will have a better forever before the saints and the angels when you put your faith in the resurrection. When you do this, you will not waste time seeking to build up physical treasures where moth and rust will destroy you will find the strength to invest in storing up spiritual rewards unto the day of judgment by praying for those who hurt you, tending to the needs of the forgotten, blessing those who use you, and ministering God's love and truth to those who despise you when your faith is in the resurrection. You will be fearful when you slip and quick to repent when your faith is in the resurrection. You will be patient and trusting of God's plan for you when your faith is in the resurrection. You will be enduring and steadfast for the long journey ahead when your faith is in what is to come at the end and not in what you can get out of God in the moment. Faith in the resurrection will cause you to show forth the selfless love of Christ, knowing that we will have to give an account for our every action on that day and be rewarded according to the faith we demonstrate when our fruits are examined before all the saints and angels. 
of heaven. We will have joy in every trial and tribulation, knowing that these temporary things are only laying up for us greater rewards in eternity. We will have peace knowing that our God sees everything and that our promise is surely coming with eternal glory. We will be long-suffering knowing that we are not living for a moment of glory, but for eternal positions and sonship. We will know that we are being tried and tested and trained to rule and reign with Christ in a far grander kingdom to come. Therefore, we will be patiently endure our pressing preparations for it. We will be kind, good to others, gentle, charitable, faithful to God, enduring, selfless. Showing restraint in all things when we are living for a better resurrection. So powerful is the driving influence of aiming for a destination that Jesus was willing to suffer the pain and the shame of Mount Calvary to give us faith in it. Because you see, Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection. So that if we could believe that God raised him from the dead unto eternal glory, then we can also believe that he will raise us also in the end to rule and reign with him. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to start believing the teachings of Jesus again. It's time to stop building our own kingdoms and start living like we believe that a better one is coming. Living and loving selflessly, urgently, purposefully, stopping to ask ourselves inwardly at every action and decision, how will this affect my resurrection? In our opening passage, Paul states that at the time it was written, he knew that he was not ready for the resurrection, for his love for others had not yet been perfected. But he was not making excuses for it. He was determined to pursue perfection, to press on to the mark of the high calling, to do whatever it took to allow God to prune and to cut and to produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness in him that he might attain to the best possible Resurrection, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 tells us this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. A life lived in faith for this caused Paul to endure until the end, to preach without compromise, to love without condition, to be cultivated without condemnation, to sacrifice without hesitation, and to endure with patience every trial and tribulation, knowing that it was all working towards his perfecting unto a better resurrection. First John chapter 4 verse 17 says this, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because that as Christ is, so are we in this world. O oh Lord, help us 
to see the fullness of the gospel that you delivered unto us to believe everything that you taught us that you said that we are to live every moment with expectation and hope for the glorious returning of our lord to know that the day of the lord is at hand and that it will come as a thief in the night therefore are we to watch and expect and to anticipate it and to live for that moment not for the one that we're in for that moment letting go of the world that is around us and fixing the eyes of others on the promise of the resurrection in second timothy chapter 4 verse 7 paul says unto timothy at the end of his life right before his own execution he says i have fought a good fight i have finished my course i have kept the faith henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge shall give at that day and not to me only but unto all them also that love his appearing You see, the most important thing in Paul's life, he said that the crown of righteousness was laid up to him because that he loved the Lord's appearing. He had lived his life for the moment that was coming. He looked forward towards the mark of the high calling. What was that calling was to make it to the resurrection, to maintain his faith and his righteousness, to help to bring others with him, not only to get into heaven, but to plunder hell in the process. Oh Lord, give us this passion, this conviction, this ambition. Let us not be ambitious for the things of man or the things of this world, because doing that makes us the enemy of God who came to overcome this world and the ruler thereof. But Lord, let us put our eyes on you as our King, King Jesus, the one that is coming, the one that will rule the nations with an iron rod from New Jerusalem. Oh Lord, we believe it, we will preach it, and we will be with you one day in it. Because as Job and Isaiah and Paul and many of the prophets of old said with boldness that they lived their life in faith for the resurrection of the dead. That we might all stand together one day and worship the king when his kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus tells us this in Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 44. He says, Therefore, be ye ready, for in such an hour that ye think not that the Son of Man cometh, Jesus is warning that when he returns, many will not expect it. He says, Who then is a faithful servant and a wise servant, whom the Lord hath made ruler over his household? to give him meat in due season. My friend, that is you and me, the reason the Great Commission was given. He left us in his stead to hold his position, to continue to preach his message, to stand as priests and kings in the kingdom. But he's coming back again to see who kept believing him. The whole message, the beginning all the way through to the ending. He says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find him doing so, being obedient to everything that he had to teach us, every commission that he gave us, every word that he individually spoke to us, through both the rhema and the logos. He said, blessed are those when he comes again, find still walking faithfully therein, and waiting for him with diligence, knowing that the words that he had spoken were truth, they were firm, they were sure, 
they were yes and amen. He continues to say, Verily I say unto you that he, the one who was faithful to continue in these things, shall his master make ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and to drink with the drunkards. Then the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and shall appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus tells us all throughout his earthly ministry to continue watching and being ready for his returning, to live our life for the resurrection and for the better world that is coming. But here in this passage, Jesus gives us a clear message that those who don't maintain this readiness, this faith in what is to come, they will begin to become spiritually lazy and selfish. They will begin to work against their brethren. They will begin to try to build their kingdom now here in this moment to live this life for what they themselves can get out of it. They will begin to drink with the drunkards, to seek pleasure and entertainment, to seek lordship over the least fortunate. They will not move in wisdom because that they have lost the fear of the Lord because that they believe that he will delay his coming. They won't have to face the judgment for it speedily. The scriptures tell us that because God does not enact the judgment for sin speedily, men put it in their heart to do wickedness. My friend, keep believing that he's coming. Keep looking for his returning. Keep living for the resurrection and the story that will be told before all the saints and angels on that day. Keep preaching it so that when he comes, you will be found among the faithful servants who kept believing it. This same passage in the account of Luke says that those servants who began to believe that his coming was not imminent would be counted among the unbelieving. Because the fact is this, my friend, that for all of us, we have to maintain a readiness because we don't know when that moment's coming. Not just at the end of all things, but for each of us individually. Because the truth is, is that you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And when you take your last breath on this earth, it will be but a short time, perhaps even just the twinkling of an eye before you find yourself before the great white throne judgment. So whether we get there by death or at his returning, we will all face it. It is coming. Keep preaching it. Keep believing it. Keep reminding others of it. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.